All right, we are accepting calls this hour from time travelers only. If you have traveled in time or you are presently a traveler to this time, then we want to hear from you. Otherwise, the phone lines are closed, but for that group, they are certainly open. Uh, with that in mind, uh, top of the morning to you on the wild card line. You are on the air. Hello. Hello. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Infinite Fringe right here uh, on Aftermath Media now. I have a very special guest here with me. I actually should have played music. That way I don't have to freaking put this in post. But it's going to go to post. So screw it. I just screwed that up. But I'm not stopping. We're going to keep going. A uh, very special guest here on the Infinite Fringe for the very first time on his maiden voyage here in 2021, ladies and gentlemen. We're doing it big. The kingpin of TFR, ladies and gentlemen, that dude, Mr. Kev Baker on the Infinite Fringe for the first time, ch chopping down the, the freaking weeds, looking for the murky waters to dive in. He's made it, ladies and gentlemen. What is going on, Mr. Kev Baker? It is an honor and a privilege to host you here on my show. Thank you for making the time. How are you, brother? Billy Ray, um, long overdue, brother. Uh, it's great to come and spend time with you, but... Wow, man. Um, talk about going viral. I'm well impressed with the amount of platforms that you're using to get the word out there, bro. Um, in these times of censorship, uh, I'm very grateful to TFR. Um, yeah. You're also going on Iconic, right. Aftermath, all these other places. We're very, very blessed, Billy. Right. We really are that we've got somewhere where we can still talk our mind. We can still be real because that's really becoming a problem on more of the major kind of um, platforms on the internet now. So thank you for having me on, man. No, 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 no. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for coming on. And, and it doesn't go over my head, right, that, um, you know, we're getting kicked off of everywhere, right? There's and, and there's reasons for it, unfortunately. But all of us get linked into it, you know, and we, we're all taking the fall together. Um, but there are platforms like Truth Frequency Radio, like Iconic, you know, like an Aftermath Media, that... uh will host and promote, you know, free thought. Um, now, we don't claim to be right here on the Infinite Fringe at all. You know, we just put out ideas and uh, hope that they stick. And if they don't, we want to know why they didn't. You know, um, so this is the way we conduct ourselves here. But let's talk about this, Mr. Baker. Uh, I want to know a little bit about you before we get into the current events and what's going on and all this other nonsense and your take on it, right? But, um... Tell the people how you got here, Mr. Kev Baker. How did, how did you become that dude? How did you become the kingpin of TFR? I know, for, 44 years of age, and all roads have led to this point, Billy. How on earth did I get here, right? I'm telling you, no, but um, I grew up in the north of Scotland, uh, right beside Loch Ness. So I grew up with a kind of um, a first-hand kind of look into the world of the supernatural. Uh, to did the you point ever catch where... a glimpse of Nessie? 
No, I've never, you know, everyone asks me that, and, and I suppose I could lie, but no, I haven't. And <laughs> um, my mum, she seen it maybe 15 years ago once wow. or seen something. Wow. But um, growing up there, Billy, uh, it's like you don't really appreciate uh, what's around you until you move away because it's just the normal, you know? <laughs> so it was only later on in life that I appreciated what a lucky guy I was growing up somewhere that was really shielded from some of the crap that goes on in the bigger cities and a really nice place to grow up. You could go to bed at night, not lock the door. Everybody knows everyone else, that kind of scenario. Yeah. A far different world than we're in now. But um, that came with a downside as well because it, it was always too quiet for me, you know, not not enough action. I like to get a bit boisterous. So I thought, well, I'm going to go away to the army. Right. This was um, pre-9-11. This was mid-90s. Left school, away to the army for four years or so. And then because I like to um, smoke a little bit of the, the marijuana, <laughs> that wasn't very compatible with military service. Right, so right. Um, that went out the window. And around the year 2000, I moved to Glasgow. Mm. Uh, and that's where I am now, obviously, settled down with Anne. and We've got a son now, but I'd say around about... You know, I, I know a lot of people say, oh, I woke up with 2001. Um, I can't say it was that day per se, but there, I remember now looking back with hindsight, there were things around that day that, that really it had me asking questions or at least it had my mind bothered enough to think, hmm, something not quite right there. Yeah. So working in security, as I'd done when I got out of the army, most of my time was outdoors, patrolling around a retail park. So that was a lot of time with uh, not much to do and plenty of time on my hands and your mind would start wandering. And you know what? I started to notice that there was these pesky lines in the sky yeah. every day, day after day. And I'm thinking, this ain't right. Uh, and it was around about the time where people were starting to to, to go online, you, you know, the internet was starting to get into more and more people's homes and, and you could go on and watch some of the documentaries that used to be there on, on Google Video, remember, if I you remember. can remember that back in the day, remember it all? Dominated so, um, the top 10. It was all alternative stuff from it was, 1 to 10. I think, yeah, I think Loose Change. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. Zeitgeist, Loose Change, oh, Endgame. Zeitgeist, brilliant. Yeah. Endgame, Police State. Yeah. Um, so... That's what really the chemtrails is what led me down the rabbit hole. Um, I think I shared with you last time. I was kind of um, lying in bed. I, I, I was really questioning what on earth reality is all about. Because I'd started listening to Coast to Coast, watching some of these documentaries online that was causing me to question things that I always thought I knew. Mm. I mean, I was somebody that had been in the army, and now I was watching material where you could see that governments were using armies, but not not in the way we were told when we were in there. And then Alex Jones came on the radio one night, and and that's when it really accelerated. And he encouraged people back in the day to pick up a camera, do what he does, go onto YouTube before Google took it over, and it is what it is now. And that that's what really got me going. And then I would say, oh. I'm trying to think back how long ago Chris and Cherie were over on Oracle. I came across a show, Truth Frequency. <laughs> um, yep. And I remember these two people, and I, and I actually subscribed. They started a website. 
And then they decided, you know, they were fed up the network they were on. They were going to go alone and maybe create their own network. And I bought one of the subscriptions. I think it was the first month that Chris and Cherie went to kind of trying to raise money to, to build TFR. So it's kind of weird that here we are now years later and I'm on the network that I heard Chris and Cherie have the initial idea about years ago before it even got built. I heard them saying, you know, we need to build something new. We need to build our own network, our own platform. And well, the weird way the simulation works, Billy, here we all are. We've ended up on TFR, you know? Right, right, right. right. And, and, uh, you know, that's how I came to meet, to meet you. And, uh, I came to meet, uh, Chris and Cherie. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. And, and, uh, you know what we share in common is is the the Alex Jones link, Alex Jones link, and I think a lot of people do, you know, yeah. in in our circles that have uh, evolved to doing shows like this is is uh, somewhat uh, Alex Jones is somewhat responsible for some of it. And how do you feel about that now? You know, like I struggle with it. I, I really do. It's something I struggle yeah. with. How, how do you feel about it? Same. Um, I would say up until. Even up until about a year ago, I was willing to to kind of um, let him go with the whole Trump thing. The fact that he had gone from the guy that taught me all about the left-right paradigm, along with people like David Icke and Jordan Maxwell. Right, right, right. I'd really, I mean, before that, I thought politics was what we're all told it was. I thought you could go to the ballot box and... You know, these people were in there. We could change things. If they didn't get it right and really bought into the whole consensus reality that most people walk about with. So for him to have woken me up to that and I've followed him, it doesn't mean I've agreed with everything he's right. talked about. But with Alex, nine times out of ten when he says something, you know, when you go and check it, it might not be like word for word verbatim on it, but, but he's right. And he's usually on to something. So for then to see him leading so many people back in to the false left-right paradigm and jumping on the Trump train, I felt disappointed. I felt kind of let down. Um, felt like a bit like a kick in the stones, to be honest with you, Billy. I don't know how you felt about it, but I certainly couldn't go along with that. I was willing to still listen to the show, and then they got rid of David Knight. Right. You know, one of the last balanced people on there. And and for me now, I remember um, the, the appeal of going to somewhere like Infowars and Alex Jones was we were fed up being lied to by the mainstream media, and they yeah. always had an agenda. Well, Alex Jones, arguably one of the biggest guys in the alt media, it's exactly the same. Yeah, People just blindly listen to what he has to say, and he's got an agenda. And then we can see where that's led people in the past couple of weeks. You know, I'm not holding Alex Jones responsible for people getting arrested in Washington. Yeah. But he's certainly done nothing to discourage people from putting themselves in a situation where now they're on a, a domestic terror list with maybe criminal charges. That affects your whole life, Billy. Yeah. And uh, for what? You know, for political psyops and shenanigans. Right. Crazy. I agree with you, man. And uh, some people are still not ready to hear it to be honest with you. But but uh, but I completely agree with everything you said. And, uh, you know, Alex Jones was the biggest, him and David Icke, right? Yep. And I used to want to, I used to visualize, I remember I met Alex, I think in 2006, uh, in front of the World Trade Center. 
and I saw him coming out of a, a subway station. I remember running up to him. I was like, yo, Alex. <laughs> I'm like, my name's Billy, you know, and I, I'm like, listen, I, I'm like, I want to help. What do I do? And he's like, do your own. He's like, do your own thing, you know. Come on, let's go fight the New World Order, he said. Literally, he said that screaming in <laughs> typical Alex fashion. Like, yeah. Come on, let's go fight the New World Order. Come on, help me. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm like, yeah, let's go do it. You know, and, and um, I, I got in with We Are Change, you know, but, but I really wanted to work for InfoWars. It was like a dream job. Like, Same ah. here, dude. I would have loved that, yeah. And um, no longer, you know, <laughs> no longer. You know, but... but um. But, but you know, I got I'm the same to, as I you, Billy. To, I, I met him at Bilderberg in 2013, and oh, wow. I'll be honest with you. I mean, yeah. this is more on me, and it's quite embarrassing now to think about it. But I was quite starstruck. Of course, you know, there's a dude that's yeah. like a guy I'd put right up there on a pedestal. You know, mm-hmm. again, not that I believed everything that he came out right, with, right. but I couldn't take away from the change that he was making. Absolutely. Like, like you say, he, he made you get active. Yeah, he, yeah. he helped so many people get going. So, um. Even as critical as I am of him now, nobody can take that away from Alex, you know. Um, so, so while I am critical, I still, I still have to thank him for, for yeah. that early stuff because I learned a lot, you know. It's true. I, 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 I always say this that I, I owe a debt of gratitude to him, in a yeah. way, you know. Even though I disagree with about eighty-five percent of what he puts out now, yeah, you know, and and I think I'm being nice. I might disagree with more, but uh, David Ike was the other guy. Right. That I was like, oh, it was Alex and David, Alex and David. And I got to meet David Ike not too long ago before all of this went down. And, uh, you know, I met Jamie and uh, and he brought me on here, which uh, to Iconic. And, you know, so I'm very happy about that, that I, I got to achieve, you know, one of them at the very least. You know, I'm very happy about it, you know, but um, you made reference to a couple of things there. Things have changed for us. Here in, in, in the alternative media, like things are different. I want to talk to you about the technocracy because I, I feel like we need to we need to transition out of this rut that the yes. alternative media has has been put in. You know, some people might not be ready to acknowledge that, but I feel like it's a real deal. So we need to just jump that rock, I think, and really concentrate on what's you know our prime enemies now. Now, it's mental warfare, absolutely. I think a, a military-grade psychological warfare is a thing that we need to look at. But there's also the technocracy. We can't avoid what's going on. You know, we can't... And I know you you did a lot of work. I remember when I first started over at TFR, you and Anthony Patch would go over a lot of technocracy stuff. I would listen. You know, I, I would be there listening to what you guys would do. And um, we can't take our eyes away from that, you know. Remove the conspiracy theory and concentrate on the real, right? What's going on with these things that we can prove and we can start advocating for ourselves as far as privacy goes, you know, as far as our rights as humans go, you know, and, and push back on some of this stuff. But we need to do it in a, in a smart way and, and, and in a way that um, we can prove that it's not just conjecture or belief. You know, it's a very difficult thing to do. I have to figure it out myself. I have, you know, we're, we're all going through this journey together. So let me ask you about the technocracy first. And then, Lord willing, if I remember, because I'm the worst at this, Kev, <laughs> we, will talk, we will talk about um, the state of the alternative media in your eyes after that in closing. 
Okay. Um, and the technocracy is a very real deal here. Okay. Oh, big time, big time to Come them. Come on. And uh, I, I do. Uh, I have to thank Anthony Patch. Um, he taught me a lot. I mean, I've always been interested in science and physics, but he really, um, he dragged me up by the, by the kind of um, the back of the collar and a, a rapid education into things like quantum computing, CERN, transhumanism. Right. Uh, and, you know, around that time as well, um, myself and Anthony parted ways and he went to right. do his own show. Uh, and it really made me think about what I was doing, what the Kev Baker show was all about. And, you know, I had to look back and it's one of the hardest things anyone has to do is look at themselves and be very honest. And even, you know, a couple of years ago, round about the time I'm talking, I could feel there was something changing about the alternative media. And I had spent hundreds of hours speculating about the D-Wave quantum computer. And... I had to ask myself how much of what we're talking about here, and I can only talk for myself, but how much of this can I actually prove? Right, man. How much am I um, making too much of what somebody called Jordy Rose said in one presentation where he's talking about altars to alien gods? Right, right. And I thought, well, you know, how about, like you say, how about I can talk about something I can prove? Why don't I just try and get Jordy Rose on the show? And I, I thought there's no way you can get the guy that invented a quantum computer on the Kev Baker show. Right. But then it was weird because I'm on that LinkedIn website. And one day it told me that <laughs> it was a recommended friend, Jordy Rose. And then somebody contacted me kind of um, off air that knew Jordy when he was in university. And I thought, you know what? If you don't ask, you don't get. So I went to him. And that's when I really started to try and, as much as I can to talk about things that, that, that do have a, a kind of a foothold in the real world. Like you can get into the nuts and bolts of what the inventor of what the D-Wave says it can do. Now, I can only provide people with the information right. and what they decide to do with it after that if they want to read between the lines and find a conspiracy, cool. But I've gone to gone from kind of putting my own I used to have my own take on all the conspiracies that were going on out there, Billy, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. my own theories. But now I, I have a byline that says, I provide, you decide. Right. Because I, I myself, I'm never 100% sure of course. on any topic, right? right because right. who knows, you know, maybe we're getting misinformation, maybe we're listening to the wrong sources for whatever reason, yeah. though, right? So I never tell people what to think. I just encourage people to think for themselves. But yes. That's becoming a lot harder with this thing called the technocracy that you're talking about. Yeah. And um, it's not a conspiracy. It just isn't a conspiracy because a conspiracy is people getting together in private Mm. to to kind of formulate a plan that's going to benefit them at the expense of others, right, be it political or whatever. Yeah. You know, the World Economic Forum, (laughs) they've not (laughs) been very secretive (laughs) about the Great Reset. Right, right, right. and they're they're putting their little um, infomercials out there where they're lording over the fact that none of us are going to own anything in the near future. If we even we're own all anything now, be, but I know what you mean. Yeah, right. we're all going to be equal. We're all going to be put onto the blockchain. We're all going to be living in these smart cities. And I'm already in a smart city. So um, the rise of the big tech companies as well, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with this one, right? Because right. people say, well, they've got too big and they need regulating and they need breaking up. But 
you know, when you go back to the origins of the internet, you're looking at a military system. And then you look at places like Facebook. I mean, where did Mark Zuckerberg come from? Right. Did he really sit in the room and code that? And then you find out there was something called LifeLog at the mm. Pentagon that ended one day. Yeah. And on the very same day, just by coincidence, you've got Zuckerberg starting the Facebook. And then you look at Google, the other big, huge powerhouse out there. And Sergey Brin, you know, in his... Um, dissertation that he wrote his kind of thesis he opens it up by thanking darpa mm. and the department of defense for giving him the ideas and for helping him come up with this brilliant idea for what would be called a search engine so we're, we're at this really weird place in time where we see that big tech are censoring people and it seems to be predominantly going people on the right although in recent days i'm seeing they're going after anyone which was always going to happen what do we do here? Because they're not really a separate entity from government, in my opinion, when you get right back down to the basics behind the scenes. For me, Facebook, it's always been a, an intelligence kind of um, gathering operation. Google's always been kind of DARPA in the background. Um, Regina Dugan, she used to be at DARPA, went to work for Google. It's like a revolving door. There's no separation between government and these big tech companies anymore. And uh, you make a very good point, right? By by saying that, like, uh, you know, they've DARPA and uh, the military, that's where a lot of the stuff comes from. And uh, one of my professors, I, we were talking about technology and, and, uh, and how dangerous it is or how not dangerous it is. And I started mentioning a lot of the stuff comes from the military. And he's like, so where's the conspiracy in that? And I'm like, well... <laughs> have you ever looked up Cambridge Analytica, sir? Like, you know, and, uh, and this is what all of those things that you mentioned have been used for, right? Uh, data harvesting and, uh, you know, um, Cambridge is famous for having 5,000 data points on every American, right? And who knows what they have on the world, right? And Cambridge doesn't even exist anymore, right? It's, it's like a ton of other companies under God knows what name that are doing this, right? And, and just taking and taking and taking. And when we give up, when we give up our information freely, we're asking to be manipulated and controlled. Um, now, I, I want to go back to Gordy Rose real quick. Because um, you guys, when I remember when you had him on, and, and you get props for having him on. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, Appreciate I, that. I, I, don't, I don't, no one in the alternative media has done that. No one. At that point, I was like, Whoa, whoa, we just got Gordy Rose on. I mean, how do you pull that off, you know? And well, um, he had used one of my thumbnails from a Freaky Friday in one <laughs> of his recruitment videos. So I thought the very least he could do was give me two hours of his time, right? <laughs> Come on, his show. You know, you know and, uh, and you guys, um, you know, when you went over some of the more outrageous conspiracy theories, right? Um, I'll say I'll say outrageous for, I mean, some of them were, right? They, they weren't improving. Yeah, absolutely, right? dude. I mean, yep, I agree with you. Yeah. Yep. So I remember listening to it and saying, I remember telling Jimmy, I was listening to Jimmy. I was talking with Jimmy while we were listening. And I was saying, you know what? I don't think I could have this guy on my show. Um, I don't know how, how well that conversation will go. You know, I don't know Gordy from a hole in the wall, you know, I don't, but I would immediately, well, maybe not immediately, but <laughs> at some point in the interview, I don't want him to hang up on me, you know, 
But uh, at some point in the interview, I would have started to talk about the ethics of what was done here. You know, uh, at one you know, point, if I, if I could do it again, I must yeah. admit there are things I would change. Um, I tell you, I'll be honest with you, I was quite awestruck. I believe it, man. I believe I it. Was, There's no I was shame very, in that. Um, yeah. Very much in awe. Um, people will read into this the wrong way because there's people out there think he's like the devil and Satan, but he had a presence about him. He, oh, had, he, he, he could tell there was like a powerful dude in the right. room, you know? Smart Not guy, a bad charismatic way. guy. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And off air, um, an absolute gem of a guy. Yeah. Good laugh. Down to earth, um, really helpful as well, to be honest with you, it. you know. I believe it. Yep. Like a lot yep. of these people, like we have a perception of them in the alternative media. And it's the perception that we've created. Yeah. You know, and, and we're in these bubbles, right? And we shoot out this information and it comes right back to us, you know. Um, and that's how we get the perception of these people. That's not to say that I don't disagree with what was done, but uh, are they really the devil? You know, like is is uh, Gordy Rose a real bad guy that worships demons from another dimension? Nah, right? He's not that. Um, are they ethical problems that need to be tackled with AI? Absolutely, right? And and that's that's done all over the place, even in the mainstream. And um, those are my biggest issues, right? And now we're tackling with them because they've infiltrated our minds quite literally. At this point, it's not even a secret. Before, um, you can make an argument that there was a secret behind it, you know, that, that, that uh, it was, you know, shrouded in mystery. That's gone. Everybody yeah. knows there's no reasonable, um, what is it? Uh, there, there's no reasonable expectation of privacy. Everybody knows that now. It's a joke now. Alexa listens to me, you know, I bought, I bought it anyway. It's there, but it listens to me, you know, um, and uh, I'll say something out loud and then it shows up on my Amazon searches, you know, and there it is, you know, like, I mean, so th there is no privacy anymore. It's not a thing in particular when we put all our stuff out there and then we put it behind a wall, you know, so no one else can see it. But the people that what we're not protecting is from the actual social media platform. I'm protecting my information from Kev Baker and from whomever, but not from Facebook, not from Twitter, not from Snapchat, not from Instagram, you name it, right? They, they, they keep this information and they sell it and they do whatever they want with it and they see what makes us tick. Give me your thoughts on that real quick. They know what makes us tick better than we do. And like you said, um, Cambridge Analytica, if that's what we've been allowed to know about, um, that is a very, very good point. Sorry, I, yeah. just, that's no, a no, very good no. point. Yeah, if they if they've allowed us to see that, I dare not imagine what's actually on the go in the background. Wow. Um, like you said, five thousand data points, and a lot of people in the UK that they'll they'll quote the exact thing you quoted about the the US citizens. But I always have to kind of poke them in the ribs and remind them that. <laughs> you know, this was like a Brexit operation as well. Right. And then you kind of see it takes a couple of seconds for the penny to drop. And what do you mean it was Brexit? Were they trying to stop Brexit for the government? Well, no, <laughs> no, they weren't trying to stop it. They were helping <laughs> to get the population to vote for it. But Kev, that doesn't make sense because the government, you say they own Cambridge Analytica, but the government were really wanting us to stay in the EU now you're telling us that they're weapons people wanted. I'm like, exactly, folks. They, they, they play us. 
they control both sides and I dare not imagine what other companies are out there doing this, influencing people for, you know, various amounts of reasons. I mean, we're only talking elections here, but I think what's happened in America, Billy, um, with the the Trump campaign, the Trump mechanism, the MAGA phenomenon, I think, and and I don't want to sound like I'm going all doom and gloom, but do what you must. There's a lot of there's a lot of people have been psychologically damaged. A ton. Yeah, that's yeah. going to take a long time for them to to heal from. Yeah. And we talk about MK Ultra back in the day where they used to take people into the lab and right. do their thing, but but now they're able to do it on mass. Yeah. And it's been so effective and so powerful, and it is a weapon because when at any other time has there been people in as far away as New Zealand, in Britain, that there was a, a real kind of groundswell in support for, for Donald Trump to make America great again, and people in the UK and outside of the US, people in various countries, France, Germany, around the world, getting a real sense of patriotism towards right. the USA. But you're not American. Yeah. And he's not your president. And, and there's no way that this dude, that you're all jumping onto the train for as any bearing on making your world any better. Yeah. But I think that was caused by, I'm going to call it the spillover effect. Mm. And because it was aimed at turning the minds of American people one particular way, well, with the internet being so interconnected and global, that didn't stop people outside of the US seeing the same weaponized memes and the same weaponized narratives that really hooked people in on the American front to, to the Trump train. It was so powerful that even people that were seeing that getting shared outside of the US, they were psychologically affected to where they became a Trump supporter yeah. out of nowhere. If you had told these people, probably, you know, 12 months before Trump got elected, you know, by the time he's in his last year in office, you're going to be waving MAGA flags and you'll have wow. a, a Q flag up and and they would have said to me, but Kev, he's American. He's nothing to do with, with us over here in Britain or New Zealand. Right. And that, for me, that's the power of yeah. psychological warfare. These people are victims, you know? Right, right. We're in trouble, Kev. Yeah. We, and it's know, not I, just America. America's the focal point. Yeah. Because you are the empire, you know? Um, you've been the superpower throughout my life, Billy. Yeah. Back in the day... Long before I was here, you had the British Empire, we ruled the seas and things like that. But it just feels like now, maybe because you are the big global power, in a global system, you can't have one big power. Yeah. So maybe that's the kind of the, the big show so that all the other countries around the world, if you see the biggest being brought down to its knees, you better get ready to get in line with anything that the Great Reset says or it'll be coming here next. Here we go, man. Here we go. I want you to talk to me a little bit about the Great Reset. But before we do that, I want to play something for you and, and for the audience. Because um, you mentioned earlier in the conversation uh, how difficult it is to admit things to yourself. And, and I'm going through that every day of my life, Kev. Literally sitting down and figuring out what I've done here in the alternative media how much of it was good, how much of it was bad. But beyond that, just in my life in general, admitting things to myself 
And uh, I know them. No one else knows them. But admitting that I know them hurts sometimes. Like what I want to do and how I want to do it and a bunch of other stuff. You know, it's, it's, diff- it's an internal struggle. Everybody deals with it. But it reminded me of something, man. Um, and I, I just pulled it up. I hope, you, I hope you can hear it. Check this. This is Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was a very deep dude. Very deep. Let me, let me see if I can play this. Hold on. Wrong. Not wrong song. Hold on for a second. That's a dope song. I can't hear it, though. You, I can't hear it, though. You couldn't hear it? I could. You I could. could? Okay, good, good, yes. good. All right, hold on for a second. Let me, let me pull this up. Uh, should be this one. No, it's not it. <laughs> you told me your Bruce skills, man. <laughs> Hold up for a second. Where is this stupid? Wow, way to screw this up. I mean, this was a last minute thing, so bear with me, guys. I, I got this, though. I got this. Give me a second. Steve Bannon's launched some internet bots that have attacked your system, yeah, Billy. That's we can talk about Steve Bannon's punk ass oh, in just a second. Oh, dang. Here it is. All right, here it is. Ultimately, martial art means honestly expressing yourself. I mean, it is, it is easy for me to put on a show and be cocky. So I can show you some really fancy movement. But to express oneself honestly, not lying to oneself, and to express myself honestly, not that, my friend, is very hard to do. You know, and, and that is like, that resonates with me so much, Kev. Yeah. You know, it's so tough just that outside of what we do, just in your personal life to admit certain things to yourself is the hardest thing to do, you know, and try to try to act upon those, those, um, I want to say feelings for lack of a better term, you know, and, 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 uh, and, and try to do the right thing is it's just, it's just incredibly tough to do. And you brought that up and it reminded me of Bruce Lee and, uh, I think it's a good transition to speak about the truth movement, quote unquote, the alternative movement, you know, the alternative media, the freedom movement, whatever we want to call it. If you're listening to this right now, odds are that you're involved in what it is that we've been doing. You know, there, there are some Johnny come lately, right? And that's cool. I'm cool with you. I want you. <laughs> so stick around. Yeah. You know, but, um, um, you know, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of people here that, are involved and are trying to make change and all this other stuff and, and, and really good, good people. What's going on? What do you think is going on with what it is that we do nowadays? In what state is it? Is it in, in a state of peril? What a great question, man. Um, you know, I think people like me, people like you, people like our good friend John Brisson, Jimmy, you know, you could look at almost like OGs yeah. of doing this kind of thing, right? And right. it was a lot easier for us, you know, with hindsight. We looked back, we talked about Google Video. Right. It was a lot easier to find the information. It wasn't so divided. And there was um, a thirst for getting to the truth, getting to the bottom of things. It was a, it was a right community spirit. You know, you had your 9-11 truth people. You had your people that protested the Bilderbergs. You had anti-chem trails but you know we, we all shared that that truther you know right. we're all truthers yeah. you know but then something somewhere definitely went wrong along the way and 
being the OGs, you know, we, we learn all about how they co-opt everything. Yeah, man. Okay, so, I mean, we have to be very, very honest, and we have to admit that, and again, it's hard to admit it, yeah. but some of the people you listen to, some of the people that you really trust and go and get your information from right now, you have to really look at them because there's some people out there that are plants. I am convinced of it. Yeah. Um, you know, when I was 40, uh, 41, it's going to be four years on March the 11th, not that, not that I'm counting. God bless you. But, um, I, I had the two heart attacks oh and I found out I had COPD. So... Maybe, you know, that, that really caused me to reflect, you know, you don't usually stare and think about your mortality at that kind of age, but, and it had me thinking about things, and I had to be honest, not away from podcasting, away from the truth and everything, yeah. you know, it had me think about relationships where for years I didn't blame any other person, but, you know, when I was honest, it, it was me, and, you know, that you start to look at what you're doing, and I came up with a term, it was like the conspiratorial industrial complex, and for a long time I played my part in that. Uh, I didn't knowingly know I was a part of it. Me neither. I, I thought I was still doing my thing, getting yeah. truth out there, but I look at a, a lot of um, people I've had on the show. You know, it's like a little circuit. You know, you see these people jumping on show to show to show. Now, that doesn't mean all these people are... are um, Agents or something, I get you. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean that, but at the same time, you know, it's more, it becomes more of an infotainment cycle than an information cycle. Good, good, and then, good way um, to put that, yeah. I think 2016, Billy, um, the whole build-up to Donald Trump becoming a candidate, um, I suppose we could, with what we know about the whole MAGA mechanism, the machine, you know, um, Cambridge Analytica, their money came from the Mercer family. Yeah. We mentioned Bannon before he was on the board, General Flynn on the board. So so you've got that whole thing going on there with um, the information warfare, yeah. data analysis. And we got the, the DNC slash Hillary slash Podesta emails. And that's where we got introduced to something called Pizzagate. All right. And Pizzagate for me is a really pivotal moment. If I had to point to one time where things started to get really hokey and things really started to get psyopish, yeah. then it's great hindsight. It's all right looking back oh, now. Oh, right. Um, yeah, but when we're in yeah. it, right, I remember. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You look I back and you're like, okay. Keep... And you can, yeah. start, you can start, like, you know, detailing it point by point. I'm like, whoa, I see this is bullcrap. How did I fall for that? But when we were in it, you know, it's a total, at least I can, speaking for myself, you know. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you all the way, dude. It was like sweeties to a child. It was like candy to a right, baby. Right. It was like confirming all of the biases that we had had primed and loaded into right. us right. about the allegations that surround people like the Clintons, yeah. Yeah. that surrounds people like Podesta. And then looking back again, I was ready to dive into that because I had covered something called the Hampstead case. Mm, I know, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, nowadays it's more commonly referred to as the Hampstead hoax. Mm. That really, really, I'll be honest with you, that really, really damaged me covering that, dude. Um, at the time, I was highly convinced that everything we were being told and all the children's testimony that we've seen online and, and everything was the way that the mother and 
the, the partner was that presented it on my show. And little did I know at the time, I was being used yeah. in a big LARP, lie, disinformation campaign. And that I got, A, I got my fingers really burnt there covering yeah. that story. And it really, you know, when Pizzagate came along, I was very cautious because of what had happened with Hampstead, and I'm glad I was. And um, Chris Geo, he also had a word with me as well. And just the whole Pizzagate thing, that's, for me, 2016, whenever that came out, that that's when it started to get terrible. And from there it went downhill, dude. Yeah. Way downhill. <laughs> Real quick, too. Yeah, and I, people say, so you blame Trump? No, Trump was, um, I mean, he, he was selected by the people that we're talking about by the Bannons, the Mercers, right, the, right, the right. CNP, and, and he was, yeah, he was identified as the best person to, to carry forward or, or to get through, to get into the office, to, to go out there and challenge the media, you know, just even challenging the media. Cambridge Analytica knew what effect that would have on people. Yeah. Just calling out the media, that simple thing, that was enough. Right. That, that was enough to push some people onto the Trump train. And from there, it steadily got worse and worse. And there's grifters, there's liars. You know, I don't know if people are plants, if people are just in there to make a buck for themselves, or if they actually believe some of the stuff they're putting out. Right. But there's so much misinfo, disinfo, fake realities playing out right now that John Brisson, our good friend, he made a video about a month or so ago I've seen so many people are referred to us as the OGs, and that doesn't make us better than anyone uh, anyone listening to this, not yeah. at all. We've just been at it longer. <laughs> yeah. And um, people waking up now, I feel sorry for them. Like I said, we're far easier, and we've got the ability to look at things that are happening today, Billy, and we're able to put it into context because we know the history of how things work. We've right. seen how events play out before. But if you're waking up right now, and you're going asking questions, you're getting queuing on, you're getting, who knows where you're going to end up, dude? Yeah. Who knows where you're going to end up? And I just hope the people that have been affected, because so many people have been waking up, and that's brilliant. It's what we always wanted. Yeah. We said we need to hit that critical mass. And I hope they don't get so stung by some of the lies that have been told, some of the, the grifts that have been running, that they then just go back to sleep they just think well no way i'm just going back to watching the, the mainstream media you know it's far easier these people are wackadoodles i hope it doesn't have that effect on them you know it might man um some i think it will right this um this uh, operation is something like i've never seen before kev i've, Same never, here, I've, I've never seen anything like it and and i i i'll be 100 honest i do not have the green the the brain capacity to figure this out I know oh, no, something's up. No. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the extent of it. You know, I, I mean, at one point, at one point, I could have no, no, named no, ahead, people. Yeah, at one point, I could have named a couple of the people making some of the posts, but but that was way back. You know, um, just after the first trip code got stolen, and and I mean, in the end of the day, for me, I can't ever prove it, but I wouldn't be surprised if the information that was garnished and gleaned at Cambridge Analytica, um, when you've got people like Bannon and Flynn involved in that country and you see how they became so involved on the Trump train, I wouldn't be surprised if some aspect of it wasn't hatched out 
of these kind of people. Yeah. The the Bannons. And then from there, you can go get people on 4chan to, to go and do the posting. And, but who's running it now? I mean, they say it was a guy called Jim Watkins, the guy that owned 4chan or mm. Aitken or whatever it was in the end. And he stopped posting. But is it ever going to go away? I, I don't think so. I mean, they just pushed the envelope yeah. a little further now. Now it's yeah. March 4th. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm know you're, I know you're familiar. But um, let's let's switch gears just a little bit and, and talk, about, it, talk about talk uh, about solutions or or potential solutions. And and I want to give a shout out to I don't know it's it's a it's a new circle of it's not new. I've I've been around these people for some time now, but uh, we forged relationships over this. And 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 I want to I want to extend a hand over to you, Mister Kev Baker. You know, and and uh, you're in the circle as it is anyway. But you know, we're gonna be more involved with 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 doing stuff. And I. It's John Brissom, you know, uh, 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 Recluse, Steven Snyder, uh, Neil Sanders, you know, um, we, we're, we're working on a documentary now. I'm, I'm going to D.C. this weekend, actually, to, uh, to meet up with Cluse and, um, and Brissom. I met up with Cluse about three weeks ago to start filming. We already filmed with Neil Sanders. Uh, big shouts to Tony Atterburn. Um, he is on Truth Frequency Radio. You should talk to him. Um, and uh, he, he used to fill in for David Knight. Um, and uh and uh, he he's a he's a good soul and he he uh he wants to see things the right way you know and he wants to do things the right way uh charlie robinson you know i know you're very familiar with him more than i but he's a, that dude right right he's a, he's a gem of a person uh mr don jeffries another guy who is absolutely fantastic you know and uh to uh, uh matt landman you know i i know i'm missing some uh, some people i but um I just want to say that I'm I'm inter- internally grateful for these people because I, I know that they're being genuine. We may agree, we may disagree. We we agree on more than we disagree. But it's genuine people trying to put out a genuine message. I, I don't know how much we can say that anymore with the people we listen to. Um it's um, go it's gonna be slow. I'm 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 like you, and that sounds brilliant. You know, the people you mentioned are. Mr. Richard Willett. Shouts to Richard Willett. Go ahead. Sorry, sir. There you go. No, don't miss anyone out because you know, you know that it's not good. Not good, right? But um, no, I think like you say, um, this is really sorted out the wheat from the chaff. Um, I hope people don't forget the ones who were knowingly leading you along for four years. And by that, I mean the influencers. I don't mean the people who got caught up and... uh, for the whole Q thing. It was a cleverly designed psychological operation right. and it was designed to get people with minds just like ours, just like yours. So don't don't think that we're sitting here saying we're better than anyone. <laughs> if I'd woken up, I would have fallen for Q. Absolutely. If I'd woken up at yeah. that point. But um, I think there is a, a core. I, I think there are people. Uh, Dr. Kevin McCairn. Kevin, well. what's up? Yeah, big Kevin. Yeah. Doctor uh, Richard up. Fleming, he's another I, one. I don't know Richard Fleming. I should, I should get he's introduced. A nucle- you know. Yeah, he's a nuclear biologist right. um, who's putting his reputation on the line as well by uh, calling out the, the same kind of stance as Kevin's taking. You know, right. pointing at the Wuhan lab, things like that. I think there's enough of us out there to genuinely provide a a, a good backbone to the alternative media right. if we want to call it that you know mm-hmm. um mark from Houstonic live oh brilliant guy right, yeah right 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 um yep. the antidote boys i want to say what's up to you guys yep. 
Yeah. Um, I think they were, were they not on with their John last night? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Brilliant. Listening to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and these are all people that, that, um, oh, um, George from cavdev.org. Uh, these are all people that I respect. I learned, yeah. yeah. I learned so much from John and the shows he's done on, on some of the characters, um, behind the scenes in American politics, some of the money men, you go to Mark Housatonic that you mentioned there, yeah. he gives you the deep, deep, deep dive, great research into into some of the, the characters, the Bill Gates of this world. Not not the crazy sensational stuff that you can find out there on Twitter, right, right. but he'll he'll show you who the this real. guy is, who his family is, you know, who he's connected to. It's dangerous research, man, for to be yeah. honest with you. Because it's yeah. real, you know? Or as close yeah. to real as we're gonna get. You know, yeah. it's it's more real than what we're going to find in the mainstream media, and it's more real than what we're getting out of the alternative. It's honest. It's right. honest. It's honest. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. honest. Yeah. No. So, um, but uh, there's a core of people which give me hope, and I think we can we can make the twenties here of you know from 2021 to 2030. I, I think we can make a run. I think we can have a new roar, roaring twenties, man, and and really do something positive and 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 uplifting. For everyone, you know, I think we have a shot. You know, I know it sounds it sounds far fetched right now, but I think we have a shot at it. I think we can do it. Uh, at least, am I overly optimistic? No, I'm like you. I, I am very much like you. I'm done with telling people doom and gloom. You know, there's enough of that out there in the world. Um, if we talk doom and gloom and, and we think doom and gloom all the time, don't be surprised when your whole world ends up doom and gloom. <laughs> right. But, you know, yeah. let's be positive. And I yeah. think, you know, look at us as a civilization, as a species, you know, we thrive under adversity. We, we really do. And don't get me wrong, things are going to get crappy right. as we go through some of the changes that are coming our way right now. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the real kind of hot take. If you forget everything else I say, Remember this, you are not going to change the world, but you can change the world around you. Dope. You can look after your family first. You look after people that you can directly influence around you. And and if you get an inclination to try and act political and change things on that level, it doesn't happen on Twitter. I call that dopa-ticking because you're really just talking politics to get dopamine because it's not changing anything. If you want to change something that way, win at the local level. Help people that you know in your community. Um, don't have any great aspiration to get to the swamp because you'll end up in the swamp. Right. So um, act, or as my good friend Popeye used to say, think global, but act local. Right. You can change the world around you. And, you know, even telling somebody something nice, even just saying hello to somebody, might seem like nothing to you, but... It might actually make that person's entire day. Yeah, I don't know what kind of day they're having. What does that cost you? Nothing. You, you get that nice little goose fleshy type feeling <laughs> that you know you've done something right. And I tell you what, that's the only real thing we can influence. Realistically, Billy, you know, we can sit here, we can give people the information. We can encourage them to think for themselves. But in reality, we can only directly control what's around us and hopefully if enough of us are responsible enough and through networking and talking to people and listening and not getting triggered not not falling out when you find out somebody's got something something different than you they might have a different theory about a vaccine or or they might have a different theory about what's going on with covid 
so you're telling me you're going to fall out with that person because they, they don't quite agree with you on that. But what if you find out you agree with them on everything else? Right, right, right. You know, so I think we just need to get back to basics. Treat people like you like to be treated. I know it's very cliche, but that's because it's true. Exactly. And, and they just try and try and be as good as you can. Try and be as honest as you can. And um, listen, we're all going to get it wrong. But it's learning from that and moving on. That's the important thing. Very well said. Uh, very wise words from a very, very wise man. I want to give a big shout to uh, Mr. Jimmy Jean. I didn't forget oh, you. Yes. I didn't forget you. Okay. Mr. Jimmy Jean, Mr. Josh Corey and Walt Johnson, also from the Iron, uh, Iron Realm Media, you know, uh, and my boys over at the Conspiracy Horseman as well. Listen. It's been a fantastic talk with Mr. Kev Baker. We, you, you, we're going to hear more from Kev. I'm going to I'm going to pull him from Scotland a, a couple of times and make him come talk to me. Like, hey, you tell me what's need, going on over there, buddy. Yeah, you, you don't need to encourage me much, <laughs> dude. I'll be there. I'll be there, man. Fantastic, Kev. Tell everybody where they can find you, man. Tell them. Tell them what's up. Yeah, Monday to Thursday, you'll find me hanging out over on TFR Live for two hours from 4 p.m. No, 2 p.m. on the West Coast. That's 5 p.m. on the East Coast and 10 p.m. over here in the UK. So a nice late night gig there. I'm over on YouTube, The Kev Baker Show. And you can look for The Kev Baker Show on Twitter. But I warn people right now, I just troll people. <laughs> I just troll these these Q-bots and these lunatics. Not the people following Q, but the, the influencers, right, right, shall right. we say. Yeah. The Jordan Sathers, the mm. praying medics, all these kind of creep balls. So if you're going to follow me on Twitter, right. I am very immature, very childish. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's a weapons platform. Never forget that, folks. Platforms, you know, social media platform. A platform makes me think a weapons platform, mm. especially when it's weapons-grade info on there. Right. So fire and forget. Post away and then get out of there. Don't let it influence your day. Absolutely. Absolutely 100%. I agree. My name is Billy Ray Valentine. This is the Infinite Fringe. You can catch me walking on the moon. You can catch me robbing banks and walking planks, ladies and gentlemen. It is Billy the Kid. And uh, we are getting up out of here right now. And uh, thank you for sticking around and uh, listening to me and Kev just connect and talk. And uh, we'll do it again. We'll do it again. And, and uh, everybody that's involved in what it is that we do. Hey, what's going on? We love you. Take it easy. All right. Tune in next week. Bye bye.